All right, we are celebrating two new additions to the Reduce Shakespeare Company, and I'm not sure which I'm more excited about. We have a new actor, Trey Tyler, joining us for the very first time, and I'm using a new microphone to record the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast. It's a big day. Trey, which are you more excited about? I am excited about sound quality above all else. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 845, Meet Trey Tyler. Trey Tyler is the newest member of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and he'll be playing the role of Rambozo in the complete history of comedy abridged for us this spring. Trey first joined us more than a year ago for performances in 2022 that unfortunately got canceled after he first worked with Reed Martin in the African-American Shakespeare Company production of the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. So I'm thrilled to be sharing the stage with him this week and introducing him to you right now on the podcast. It is a rite of passage for the new actors that they must be made, in the words of our actor Mick Orff, a podcast bitch. And you uh, welcome to the. Co- yeah, I know. I'm a podcast bitch. Now. Hello. Hello, mom. Yes, <laughs> I, I made it. I'm a podcast bitch. <laughs> what? Um, how did you first join the Reduce Shakespeare Company? How did? How were you discovered? Okay, so um, I first found out about the Reduce Shakespeare Company because my girlfriend at the time, now fiance, mm-hmm. showed me your guys' PBS recording <laughs> of the complete works of William Shakespeare Abridged. And Classic. I was like, I love this so much. This is what I want to do. Um, and then in the, while saying that simultaneously, I was in a show that I really did not like being in. And in a, in a like a, a realm of theater that just kind of like I did not because of my own want, but because I thought that's was the thing to do. Right. Um, musical, musical theater. theater. Okay. And, and I was doing these shows in like my training in school and just doing them just because, oh, you have to do the main stage, you have to do the main stage. And then I... I forgot what it was, but I just sat and thought, I was like, why am I doing this? Why don't I do something that I want to do? And that didn't come along for a while until um, African American Shakespeare Company in San Francisco, they were putting on complete works of William Shakespeare Bridge. So I was like, oh, like, this is great. Like, I, 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 like I found show. this. I like yeah. this. Let me try and see if this is what I was looking for. And I signed up the audition. I get into the audition. And then who is running the audition other than Reed Martin? And the bald what, guy from the film. Yes, and yeah. what a what a heart dropper that was to not know that ahead of time, um, but it all kind of turned out really well, and I I did it, and I'm, it's the most fun that I have had had I had at the time in a show, right. um, having the room to play and just do that to make people laugh and make, you know, pay homage to this great art artwork and not be oh I'm doing a great artwork and uh. and I think that I think that I really found that through that journey that I had to take to get there. Interesting. And now doing the complete history of comedy, it's kind of steamrolling and barrel rolling into and compiling into a career that I'm really excited to continue. That's really interesting that that there you there's a difference a distinction between 
uh, theater that's important and you're supposed to do, uh-huh. and theater that you actually that means something to you personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think that I've always loved making people laugh, but then why in my art was I just like that's cool. Anyways, I want people to cry. Oh like, right, I, and yeah. pursuing that instead of letting that come naturally through the product. Right, yeah. right. How did you get started as a theater person generally? I mean, you've got. I mean, I've now rehearsed with you a couple of days. Uh, you are you are a jock. Uh-huh. You're a theater nerd. Mm-hmm. You're musical theater trash. <laughs> yes, I am. And you're a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Yes, so and you, nerd through and through. You are a man of parts. Yeah, I just I've always. We were talking the other day about how, like, your parents see the same through thread, and mine has always been um, that whatever I do, I just, I like, I pursue it immediately. Right. And so... And 100%, 110%. And 110%, yeah. And and that was sports, and then it was theater, and then it was Dungeons and Dragons, and Lord of the Rings, and... And it, I got started in theater when I was in my kindergarten production of the Three Piggy Opera. Uh, yes, I was uh, the foolhardy first pig, the straw pig, and I really followed his journey through that. Wait, um, let's, but let's not sleep on yeah. the fact that your kindergarten teacher did a show, a Brecht parody for <laughs> kindergarten. Yes, yeah, yeah. I found the Google Slides slideshow of it not too long ago, <laughs> and I was like, this is my road. <laughs> you were already set down that path. Yeah, and I just kind of, it was, you know, a requirement in some of the schools that I went to to, like, do yeah. the the play, do mm-hmm. the theater, mm-hmm. um, and... Whenever I did it, I had fun, and then when I finally got the time to like choose my elective, I was like, I mean, I guess I'm just gonna stick with this. Right. Um, and then throughout high school, I did it, and I always found a way to like work it into like sports schedules. And then came the time junior year, um, way early in my opinion to be making such a big decision. Uh-huh. But so is the system. Yeah. Um, to pick between football, where I had had some interest from like a couple of schools. Um. Or theater, which had my interest, and I, I couldn't do both without yeah. sacrificing an aspect of one or the other, and yeah. I didn't want to do that. So I chose theater, and then that's what landed me at San Francisco State. All right, bro, which brought you to the Bay Area yeah. and that production of uh, uh, at African American Shakespeare Company. Yeah. Um, a production that then went on to yeah. the uh, 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 Detroit Shakespeare? Shakespeare in Detroit. Shakespeare yeah. in Detroit. That was yeah. a great experience. It was. Um, one of the first times that I had been out of town mm-hmm. doing theater and that was it was great like I they they really took care of us there and they were they were all always awesome um and I just was like this is like it was a little surreal yeah. like to be like I am not I'm the farthest east I've ever been and to be doing this thing that I love and is still comfortable to me right. like you know when you're moving all across the country it's like there's a lot of discomfort that comes along with that. And so to have a show that I had already done, yeah. have that under my belt and kind of go from there, that yeah. really helped me to kind of ease into like how cool it was to be doing that. Was what was there a learning curve when you got when Reed cast you in the complete works? 
Was there a learning curve of like, oh, God, now I'm doing this for real. I'm not in college anymore. I'm out in the world, and I'm working with this guy who's been a professional for a very long time. Or did you feel like, oh, no, I know what I'm doing here? Yeah, yeah. It was – I had – during, like, the senior senior year, um, I, San Francisco State, I will give them props in that, like, they really – the system was kind of set up to where, like, you were already, like, encouraged to – not be in the main stage at senior year to kind of like right. uh, spread out and find your artistic path. And so I had done a show or two before I worked with Reed. Um, but one of the things that changed was my comfortability in the room. Like Reed was always, gave us room to play, but like, yeah, we got to get this done. at a, uh, Like this is the scene right. we got to get done today. Right. Whereas like in college and in other productions, it was like, no, I didn't tell you to have fun. <laughs> you, <laughs> right, you were here to do this. It's not carte blanche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, and and that was the difference that I noted is that I had much more fun throughout the whole rehearsal process and performing as well. Well, it's interesting because I, 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 I mean, I make fun about you, you're a jock in a musical theater trash, but 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 it really those skills you can see that background as part of your training. Mm -hmm. You're a big guy, but you're very deft on adept on your mm -hmm. feet light on your feet, um, you move well, you take choreography notes well, you've done enough musicals, you've run enough offensive plays, you yeah. know what you're blocking is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I appreciate that because I, I, I do feel like I pick up physical stuff easier um, because it just kind of, it, it's kind of just in my body. As long as I get it in my body, that's great. What I have to work on is being able to like sit down and do work like mm. unless I can't if I can't move and get it on my feet then it's much harder to come by that stuff like theoretical work is not where I find my it, it sinks in like getting on its feet and doing that then it comes pretty quickly yes getting on doing your doing your homework on your feet as opposed to what we say in, in Shakespeare doing table work yeah just yeah. sitting around talking about it is not as valuable to you mm -hmm. as actually let's put it on its feet and see what happens there mm -hmm. yeah even if we're walking just around the room too yeah. like just to know like I, I kind of get a little bit fidgety and sitting in the in the chair because I want to feel it yeah. head to toe. Hello, as far as I know, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? This week, we'll be performing the complete history of comedy abridged with Trey Tyler at Indiana University of Pennsylvania this Thursday night and the Majestic Theater in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania this Saturday night. Then in April, we'll perform the complete history of comedy abridged in Western Virginia on April Fool's Day, the McCarter Theater in Princeton, New Jersey on April 8th, then Basalt, Lone Tree, and Pueblo, Colorado in April. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Twitter feed, at Reduced, for the latest information. Now back to my conversation with the newest Reduced Shakespeare Company member, Trey Tyler. How much of this material, this hist literally the history of comedy, was familiar to you? Less than all, but more than I expected. That's cool. A lot of the names kind of come up. Um, and it was actually my dad who was a big proprietor of that comedic stuff with uh -huh. me. Like, it, the the biggest thing is Monty Python. Yeah. I would never had exposure to that until 
he found it in a Walmart DVD bin. Nice. We were searching for our movie that night, uh, and he was like, Trey, you have to watch this. Mm. And I was like, that kind of looks a little lame. <laughs> and we watched it, and I, I front to back, have it memorized. Uh, it's one of my favorite films, and I will watch it once at least every year. Uh, the nerd is strong with you. <laughs> yeah. Is. Well, and props to your dad, too, because I've taught uh, young actors and students, a younger, your age, but a little also a little younger, who've never heard of Monty Python. I just want to say, I need to speak with your parents, because yeah. that's just bad parenting. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just feel like there's, it's a core part of my humor. Yeah. Now, like in 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 like comedy in general, like you kind of recycle yeah. what you find funny inherently. Yeah. Like a joke that you heard. Or a, a style, you it kind of melds into your own form of comedy, yeah. and that's a big part of mine. And do you feel like, uh, I mean, your dad, you said your dad uh, turned you on a Mighty Python. Do you feel like you got this humor from your parents? Was this encouraged? Was like, were they cool with you pursuing theater? Yeah, yeah, they were. They were really, they were really good. Um, my dad and my mom too. They were really focused on the line of you're a Tyler and like mm. that my last name, our last name. Um, and it's important. And my dad especially was like, you're a Tyler. So if you're going to do something, do it full on. Like, yeah. don't, don't like, half ass. If you want to do theater, do theater, but you have to do it. Yeah. If you want to play sports, you got to play sports, like, yeah. and pick a sport and do it wholeheartedly, yeah. like going forward, you know, in adolescence, trying to find, do as many things as possible to figure out what the path was. But um, he was like, you have to stick to it. And really when it's, when it sucks, you're going to have to do it anyways and yeah. find your way. And that was a part of that journey to come here was that sticking to it. Cause I could have just been like, this is super lame. I don't like this. This is not fun for me. Yeah. I'm going to just not do it at all, but sticking with it and finding a better path. And, uh, your fiance is supportive yes. of this. Yes. She's very supportive. She is also an artist. Okay. She's also a teaching artist too. Okay. Uh, we recently moved out to Boston because she's doing our master's po program at Boston conservatory. Nice. Um, and so it's one of those things that it, we, she was like, I want to do this. And I was like, do they have Wi-Fi there? Yes. Then let's do it. Like why we're not tied down to anything else. So let's just do that. And so, and you know, the pendulum swings in a relationship of artists. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, there are times when, uh, like it's, uh, I'm away for a month. And so I, yeah. I have to put all of the hot stuff on her yeah. and then she's in grad school and we're planning a wedding. And so yeah. like, yeah, we're going to move across country to, to do that. And, I think that we found a very good way to do that. And so I'm proud of us for that. And how did you and Lindsay meet? So uh, we met when I was a freshman and she was a junior. Yeah, junior in college. We did a production of You're in Town, the musical. <laughs> I, I played um, Lockstock, Officer Lockstock, and she played Pennywise, Miss oh, Pennywise. Nice. Um, and then we were friends for a little bit. Uh, and then we were more than friends okay. after a little bit and kind of just happened naturally because we were both people, we're both people who would just love to have a glass of wine and watch a Disney movie at the end of the day. And the, the fact that we found each other to do that with worked out perfectly. That's cool. Yeah. And then did you, did I, you told me you were both in a production of Shrek? Yeah, we just did. We just did Shrek. I was 
Shrek, uh-huh. the titular character, um, and she played Princess Fiona. Um, we actually did it with a family theater that we worked with a lot. We worked as teaching artists there, and she was a program director there. So it was a really cool experience to be able to like be alongside our students, mm. and it was a lot of fun. And My, minus the green makeup all the time, every <laughs> every day, and our whole my our bathroom sink was like is now permanently a, a tint greener than than it was before. Ew, ew. But more importantly, did you find out that you worked well together uh, in a in a creative environment? Yeah, That's yeah. Nice. I think that uh, it. And she was also the vocal director, and it's. Yeah. I feel like for some it would be difficult to have your partner being your director in any sense. Yeah. Um, but it it was done with tact and care and professionalism, which yeah. was, which was great because and I also I also she I just trusted her studies and right. her right. her craft to be able to help me with mine. Mm. Professionalism, huh? That's maybe something we should try. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. Send us your musical theater credits via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com, or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. Thanks, as always, to Rambozo disciple Matthew Croak, Web services by Ginger Power Limited. Music by John Weber and Garage Band. A random fan shout-out this week goes to Lauren Grace Thompson. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Weird Al Yankovic, who absolutely gets name-checked twice in the complete history of Comedy Abridged, and who just this week has launched a UK and European tour. Go to weirdal.com for more information. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe, get your boosters, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 845-2535ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Welcome to the Reduced Shakespeare Company, um, and thank you so much for doing this podcast, especially during the Super Bowl. It's, yes, I know that was a sacrifice. Kansas for City you. did just score, but the 49ers are not here, so I could might as well just not be watching it. Yeah, why? Not? <laughs> Who cares? Who really cares? This podcast is a production of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to reduceshakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. So much less. So much less. So much less.